0: Broad Ministries and Intimate Local Christian Church with Worldwide Impact. My name is Pastor Rory Clark. Homecoming for our non-resident congregation family members is coming to a close, and as always, the time passes too quickly. Pastor Appreciation Weekend, on the other hand, will never end. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's something we celebrate every Sunday without words. The gratitude you express toward me with your presence is reciprocated with my presence, and even though our time together, for whatever purpose, is always too short, we take heart because this weekend is just a sample of what it will be like together for all eternity in heaven, with the exception of June being there because she is going to be in a different neighborhood we are in. <laughs> no, God, unfortunately, God is compassionate, so he would not do that. We have met for the first time some people we've known for a long time this weekend, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Today we meet someone else. The Lord's Supper celebration today is meet Jesus, the name above all names. Meet Jesus, the name above all names. Now that's one of the things that you should be really happy about and proud of, is that you are in union with Christ. You are in union with the sovereign God of the universe. A God who gives you his undivided attention at all times. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit all are giving you undivided attention at all times. And it was funny uh, in the pastor appreciation, or the, the, at the tell the pastor section last night. It used to be ask the pastor, now it's tell the pastor. <laughs> but uh, in that section last night, it was just funny to hear everybody talking and to know that we're all just human. And we all have the burdens that we're carrying and we all have the things that we're dragging around, yet the thing that is common for us and that unites us is this amazing set of gifts that we've been given by our Savior. And the, the difference between us and the rest of the world is we know who we are. We know we're nobodies trying to tell everybody about somebody that saved our soul. And we, we understand that in spite of the fact that we're in Satan's kingdom playing a road game all the time, in spite of the fact that we have the flesh inside of us playing a road game all the time, we still know that we have the victory, and we are taking one foot and putting it in front of the other and expecting positive outcomes from our God, who is absolutely amazing. Well, my sons loved to hear me tell stories when they were growing up, and they still do today, actually. But when they were kids, they especially liked bedtime stories, of course, for in t- taking advantage of anything that would give them a little extra time out of bed. Well, one night as we were being t- uh, they were being tucked in, Zachary asked, Dad, did you have a best friend when you were growing up? Of course I did. And Zachary asked, well, can we meet him? I said, someday. Zachary said, well, why not now? And I said, because he's not with us anymore. And Zachary the feeler said, "Does that make you sad?" <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I said, "I said, "No, it really doesn't." And Zachary asked, "Why not, Dad?" And I said, "Because I'll be seeing him again." And Zachary said, "Oh, I get it. He's in heaven." And I said, "Yes, he is." And Zachary said, "Tell us about him, Dad." Well, today I'll share the story I told my boys that night. I'll tell you, as, as I tell you the story, we'll also celebrate the Lord's Supper as a fitting conclusion to an amazing weekend. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says this, Now faith, hope, and love abide in the sphere of these three, but the greatest of these is unconditional love. Well, that's certainly true, but hope ain't bad. Here's June Murphy to sing the song she wrote and produced, entitled, There's Just One Hope.
1: and great
0: That's the truth right there, T-R-O-O-F. There's only one way to get to heaven, it's Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for, uh, Father, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The Holy Spirit, help me talk, help me talk. We're grateful, Heavenly Father, for the privilege of studying the absolute truth, the Word of God. Father, thank you for allowing this planned weekend to happen. Thank you for providing the fellowship among all the participants, the amazing unity that you put into us at the moment of salvation that you sponsor all the way through our lives. Thank you for protecting our non-resident members as they head for home. Let the things we learned this weekend renew our confidence in you. Let these things remind us of the power we have within from the enabling power of God the Holy Spirit. And help us to remain grateful to your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names, for providing that so great salvation. We ask this through the power of God the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name, say it with me. Amen. Amen. Today's lesson, the Lord's Supper celebration, meet Jesus, the name above all names. Well, welcome to the Lord's Supper celebration, which is the most intimate expression of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ in the Christian way of living. The Lord demonstrates his desire for a deep, intimate, and personal relationship with his believers by creating a way to keep on sharing his body and his blood. This is the same thing that he did with his apostles on the night before his death. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 to 16 say this, When the hour had come and his crucifixion was near... The Lord Jesus Christ reclined at the Passover table and the apostles reclined with him. Luke 22:15 And the Lord said to the apostles, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover meal with you before I suffer. Luke 22:16 For I, the Lord Jesus Christ, say to you that I shall never again eat this Passover meal until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God the Father. In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, the Apostle Paul says, On behalf of the Lord, as often as you eat this bread representing His body and as often as you drink this cup representing His blood, as part of the Lord's Supper celebration, you proclaim as a reality and you announce the significance of the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross and His resurrection from the dead until He comes again at the second coming. The Lord's Supper celebration is a time... When the resident members of this congregation join hands with our non-resident congregation members, usually through the miles, but today face-to-face, and we demonstrate our unity and enjoy our fellowship by remembering our Lord together. This is a celebration for which we set aside time. This is not something that we do on the move. And during the Lord's Supper celebration, Jesus wants his believers to look back at the cross for a moment. So I'd like you to see the image of the cross in your mind. And what he wants is for us to remember how he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. He wants us to remember the sacrifice of shedding his blood to cover our sins. He wants us to remember the deliverance to the resurrection life he orchestrated, bringing us into the kingdom of light. And now in this dark and dead and dying world, The kingdom of death and darkness, Satan's planet Earth, we are the light that shines in the dark place. Most of all, the Lord wants his believers to look forward with anticipation that he is coming again, and I hope right soon. Amen? Amen. Today we enjoy a bedtime story in celebration of the Lord's Supper. My best friend is Jesus Christ. This is what I told my boys. My best friend is Jesus Christ. He has always been my best friend, even before I knew he was. He is my friend and my Lord. He has always existed, and he always will. In John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, that's the Lord, God the Son, and the Word was with God the Father, and the Word, the Lord, God the Son, was God. John 1.14, And the Word... The Lord, God the Son, became flesh, Jesus Christ, and He dwelt among us. And we witnessed His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. He is not God the Father's Son in the sense that you are my sons. You were born, but He was begotten. He is an exact duplication of the father that's what it means to be begotten he's an exact duplication of the father yet he is a different person with a different name jesus said to the unbelieving pharisees in john 8:56 your father the father of the jews abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and he was glad john 8:57 so the jews the pharisees said to jesus you're not yet 50 years old, and you've seen Abraham? John 8:58. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. I am means he has always existed. He is the great I am. Jesus made one of the boldest proclamations in divine history on the night before he was crucified. John chapter 14, verses 5 and 6. The Apostle Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, but how do we know the way? And Jesus said in John fourteen six to Doubting Thomas, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the resurrection life. I am the way to salvation, I am the truth of the word of God, and I am the Zoe life, the eternal life, the resurrection life. And no one comes to the Father but through believing in me. John 14, 8, Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. An adulterous and sick and perverted generation always seeks for a sign. John 14, 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? John 12, 45 says, He who sees me, Sees the one who sent me. Why would Jesus say such a bold thing? Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the Father. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Colossians 2, 9. For in Jesus all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Hebrews 1, 3. And Jesus is the radiance of God the Father's glory. And Jesus is the exact representation of God the Father's nature. And Jesus upholds all things in the universe by the word of his power. And when Jesus had made the purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God the Father on high. The Lord Jesus Christ, my best friend, is the creator Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, "For by the Lord, God the Son, all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, both visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, the, the, the hierarchy in the angelic realm, all things have been created through the Lord and for the Lord." Colossians 117. The Lord is before all things. He has always existed. And because of him, all things hold together. We can take tremendous comfort in that because nothing goes on in this universe without his permission. My best friend, Jesus is a servant. Philippians 2.6. Although he existed in the same essence as God the Father, co-equal, co-infinite, co-eternal deity, Jesus did not regard equality with God the Father a thing to be seized and held on to. Instead, he was in complete submission to God the Father's plan. Philippians 2.7 Instead, Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Philippians 2.8 Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death even the most humiliating death in human history, death on a cross. My best friend Jesus was perfect in every way. First Peter 2.22 says Jesus committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Jesus rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. Romans 5.19 For as through Adam's disobedience the many we're made sinners, that's all of us. We were all born physically alive and spiritually dead. Even so, through the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father's plan, the many will be considered righteous before God the Father. At the moment of salvation, God imputes his own righteousness to us as our admission ticket to heaven. God the Father gave Jesus, my best friend, to us as a gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says this, God the Father made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God the Father in union with Him. Jesus, my best friend, volunteered to die in our place so that we would not have to. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 Christ redeemed us believers in Christ from the curse of the Mosaic law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Even though Jesus had done no wrong, he was considered the worst criminal in a group of worst criminals and was crucified. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, And Jesus Christ himself bore our sins in his own body on the cross so that we might die to the sovereignty of sin and live to absolute righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. Jesus helps those who can't help themselves. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. For while we were still helpless, wallowing in the sphere of Adam's sin, at the right time, and that is always his way, the exact right time, The Lord Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. He died for unbelieving, unrighteous sinners. Jesus died on a cross, but death could not contain him. John chapter 10, verse 18. Jesus said, no one has taken my life away from me. The Jews did not kill Christ. No one has taken my life away from me, but I, the Lord Jesus Christ, lay my life down on my own initiative. I have the authority to lay my life down and I have authority to take it up again because this mandate I received from God my Father. Jesus Christ, my best friend, controls history. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth by God the Father. John 3.35, God the Father loves the Son... And has given all things into his hand. I told the boys, this is your best friend too. All these things that are true for my best friend are true for Jesus, your best friend too. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 27 says this, Thanks be to God the Father who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Boys, we stand on victorious ground because we have the victory that Jesus Christ won and all we have to do is stand firm in the victory against the schemes of the devil. First Peter chapter 3 verse 22, Jesus, who is at the right hand of God the Father, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. Colossians 1.18, Jesus is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, and there will be many more among uh, among them us, so that Jesus himself will come to have first place in everything. You have a, a friend who is the number one being in divine history. Jesus has power that astonishes. Luke chapter 7, verse 49, those who were reclining at the table with Jesus began to say to themselves, who is this man? that even forgives sins. Mark 4.41, They became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Luke 4.36, And amazement came upon them all, and they began talking with one another, saying, What is this message? For the authority and power he commands, the unclean spirits, and they come out. Luke 7.22, Oh no. Did I miss one? I think I missed one. Okay, there we are. Came out. Alright, so Luke four thirty nine and standing over her, Jesus rebuked the fever and it left her. And she immediately got up and waited on them, serving them cinnamon rolls. What a woman. Luke, chapter 7, verse 22, says this. And Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel message preached to them. Luke I'm sorry, John chapter 11, verse 43. When Jesus had said these things, he cried out with a li- loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. John eleven forty-four. the man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Well, when we come back from the break, we'll take the offering, we'll enjoy the elements, and then we'll finish. The Bedtime Story. And just by the way, the boys were asleep at John
2: 1-1. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they didn't make it. But I kept talking. They, they, got credit for they did. They got credit anyway. Take a five-minute break.
3: <laughs> Why you ever chose me Has always been a mystery Since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, when David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders, no would have chosen and you changed the world well the moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose so when i hear that devil start talking to me saying who do you think you are i say i'm just a nobody
2: For the world to see Nobody but you
0: Welcome back to the Lord's Supper celebration. Meet Jesus, name above all names. Well, if it weren't for our non-resident congregation members' generosity through the years, Baram Ministries would have to struggle to survive. So never underestimate the difference that you make. This is a great chance. Face-to-face, thank you for your unending generosity. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Keep it up. Let's welcome up Deacon Denny Goodall with the offering message.
4: Good morning. Good morning. My name is Denny Goodall, and I'm blessed to be a deacon for Bra Ministries. I'm blessed. blessed. (laughs) I've been ordained by man, and I've been anointed by God to stand up here and ask you for your money. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that a beautiful thing? (laughs) (laughs) My spiritual gift is to ask for money. (laughs) Yep. I just need more rich people. But so we've been studying a lot in Corinthians just about idols and about all the distractions in life, and it boiled down to me that in, in life we're basically all just in search for happiness in our lives, and Corinth was a source of happiness for a lot of people in the wrong ways. And when I thought about it, you know, I think you have to be rich to enjoy a lot of those problems. So not necessarily rich to, to have them, but I think if you are wealthy, it's a lot easier to go down that track and a lot easier to spend big money on things you shouldn't spend money on not only that, but you have people coming to you for that money and helping you be more distracted. And so I feel like there's kind of a a filter of wealth that happens with some of those things. You know, you look, look at modern day men right now, um, Jeff Bezos, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, Bill Gates, they've got hundreds of millions of dollars and yet they don't do anything that has anything to do spiritual, right? They don't do anything. You never see them do anything that donate to a church. I'm sure they have, but it's nothing substantial. You know, and we see a couple weeks ago I brought up Solomon, who was another rich man that was searching for happiness. And he he found the true source of it, which was not in man, it was in God. And I found another story of a rich man in the Bible, and it's in Matthew chapter 19, verse 23. And we're picking up right after Jesus spoke with a, a a rich man who was probably a business owner, and he was saying that, you know, I've done, I've basically satisfied the Mosaic Law. What must I do more there's the, what can I do more? He said, and Jesus told him, all right, sell everything you have and go out and follow the Lord. The guy's like, what? You know, where being wealthy doesn't allow you to want to shut, shut it down. If you're poor, sure, uh, you know, I'll throw my shoes off the bridge and let's follow God. But if you're wealthy, you got a lot of stuff to hold on to. It's not easy. And so we're picking up right after this discussion where he's asking, what must I do? And he said, you know, you need to basically get rid of all your possessions. And this has been misrepresented a lot i think in the bible that you have to do that in order to have salvation but we see in matthew 19 verse 23 and I'm going, I'm going to go to 26 and jesus said to his disciples truly i say to you it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven again i say to you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a sewing needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven matthew 19:25. when the disciples heard this they were astonished and said then who can be saved because nobody can go through the eye. You know, a camel can't go through the eye of a needle, right? So that would insinuate that no rich man could go to heaven. Matthew 19:26. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people this appears to be impossible. But with God all things are possible. So the same lessons we saw from Solomon, where he went out searching and using his money and buying everything, he found that through man there was no salvation. There was no true happiness. There's only true happiness in God. And this rich man didn't know that right away, but I think he probably understood it after the discussion, I would hope. Um, But we see that, you know, between Solomon, this very wealthy business owner, that wealth, you know, was probably a stumbling block for a lot of people. And so that's why I'm here, to help you reduce your wealth (laughs) by passing around a basket. (laughs) California. Yeah. But more importantly, there's the focus of, wealth in life, and you've got these really wealthy people that they don't use it for good. It's almost like they have a, a superpower and they use it for bad. And you've got some wealthy men that have that same superpower and they use it for good. They use it for Christ and they use it for their spiritual life and their spiritual skills. And one of those people is the Lord Jesus Christ, the wealthiest man ever. He wasn't distracted and he never got off point. And he stayed and was share, sharing his wealth with the world to this day. And another man is our pastor Rory Clark. Who's definitely the, one of the richest men I personally know. But you would think he could have been distracted through his whole life from being in the ghetto and wanting to give up or take a different route, going to school, fighting through racial issues, fighting through family issues, and then to be here today. And, you know, some days there's five of us here. You know, that's hard to show your wealth with. And it's easy, it would be much easier, I think, for him to do other things and to, you to be distracted like the Corinthians were. with not, not necessarily that he would have sexual lust, but there were sexual lusts and there was, there was rich, you know, there were um, a lot of different things they would have from the scholastics. You know, he could be a, a professor somewhere at Harvard and not have to, anything to do with his, with the spiritual life. So I think, you know, we have a lot of excuses in our search for happiness and we have a lot of things that we want to do in our lives. And I think a lot of us think that being rich would make all those easier but it's not true. I think being rich makes it that much harder because you have more distractions, more problems, more people bringing problems to you. And so I really have a lot of admiration for our pastor to be able to go through things he's gone through and to stay strong, even though he's gone through two divorces and had trouble with his kids. And you know, but all that's coming back and you can see that with man, none of that is, is possible. But he knows with God, all things are impossible. And I'm so proud of him to letting everybody else know that as well as me. And so thank you very much, Pastor, and thank you, everybody, for coming.
0: Supper celebration, let's enjoy the elements together. Let's remember Jesus in the way he told us to remember him. Obeying our Lord's command, we keep on celebrating the Christ and his cross regularly. We eat to remember who he is as a person, and we drink to remember his work on the cross, the voluntary sacrifice he made to deliver us. We remember with gratitude what God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ have done to save us. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 to 28 say this, While they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is being broken for you. And when he had taken the cup and given thanks, Jesus gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant, the blood of a new testament, which is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So let's listen to the Lord. Let's keep on eating this bread. Let's keep on drinking this cup. And let's do both to remember him. Let's keep on being transformed by his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection from the dead, and his word. James chapter 1 verse 17 says every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the source of God the Father of the heavenly lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow Our heavenly Father gives light Our heavenly Father gives light to everything illuminating the darkness And he has certainly done so within our souls. So let's enjoy hearing Telly Leon sing All Good Gifts.
1: scatter the good seed on the land but it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand He sends the snow in winter the warmth to swell the grain the breezes and the sunshine and soft refreshing rain
3: Around us are sent from heaven above.
1: Then thank the Lord, oh, thank the Lord for all his love.
0: that song. You should hear that guy do that song on YouTube. Bring tears to your eyes and goosebumps to the back of your neck. Lord's Supper Celebration, meet Jesus, the name above all names. Thank you for that excellent offering message, Deacon Denny. Really appreciate it. We have a little gift for you at the Lord's Supper, everybody, the cross. So that'll help you when you're having your uh, Lord's Supper celebrations at home to remember to look back to the cross. Don't ever forget the cross. The cross changed everything. All right, well, we're back. Uh, Jesus loves children, and we're telling a bedtime story about Jesus, and so we continue that. Jesus loves children. Matthew chapter 19, verse 14 says this, But Jesus said, Let the children alone, and do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. The Lord wants us to be in submission, learning from him, as if we are children, because the way children learn is they accept. Jesus doesn't like bullies. Luke 1.51, he has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. Luke 1.52, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, and he has exalted those who were humble. Matthew, chapter 12, verse 20, a battered reed he will not break off and a smoldering wick he will not put out until he leads justice to victory. Jesus is brilliant. Colossians, chapter 2, verse 3, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. John 7, 46, the officers answered, never has a man spoken the way this man, Jesus, speaks. Jesus is generous and especially to the weak. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8. To me, Paul, the very least of all the saints, the very least of all the believers in Christ, the worst human being who ever lived, this grace was given to me by God to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of the Christ. Jesus is fair-minded. Mark chapter 8. Verse 38, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy elect angels. Mark chapter 13, verse 26, then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And we're looking forward to seeing him come back. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 We will wait for God the Father's son from heaven whom the father raised from the dead that is Jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come Philippians 3:21 who will transform the body of our humble state our current physical body into conformity with the body of his glory the resurrection body by the exertion of the power that Jesus has even to subject all things to himself Luke chapter 12, verse 37, blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes. Be sober, be on the alert, because truly I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, the Lord Jesus Christ says. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. When we see Jesus again, we will be in awe. Revelation chapter one verse 14, His head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. Revelation 1:15: His feet were like burnished bronze, when it has been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. Revelation chapter 1, verse 16. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. That's his word. And his face was like the sun, shining in its strength. And at the rapture of the church, the exit resurrection of us church-age believers, 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. We who are alive and remain on the earth, We'll be caught up together with the dead believers in union with Christ in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. All things about Jesus are not clear to us now, but they will be. 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I have always been fully known, by God. Romans 5.2, and through our union with Christ, also we believers in Christ have obtained our direct access to a person of privileged rank, God the Father, who placed us into this sphere of grace, a sphere in which we presently stand. And through our union with Christ, also we keep on exulting in the future hope of the glory of God. Romans 12.12, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we believers in Christ walk by faith in our lifestyle and not by sight. 1 Peter 2, 3, If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, you will walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus wants us to always be on the alert. Matthew chapter 25, verse 10, And while the foolish virgins were going away to make the purchase of oil because they forgot oil for their lamps, the bridegroom came, and those virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Jesus is on our side. Psalm 16, verse 11. Jesus, you will make known to me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand, there are pleasures forever. Well, the boys were snoring and drooling by this time. They had been gone since John 1.1. They didn't hear any of this magnificent story. But to tell you about Jesus is one of the most overwhelming tasks that you can ever imagine because there's so much to say. And no matter how much you say, you could never tap it out. I've always thought that the perfect Bible lesson would be one that was all verses, and this almost filled the bill. This was 75% verses about our friend, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What an amazing thing. And any time you're down, you need to pull this lesson out and listen to it and just realize who your best friend is and all the things that your best friend thinks and all the things that your best friend has done for you. And we'll keep on doing for you for all eternity. Because you are in the primary concern of the sovereign God of the universe. He loves you with a love that's indescribable. And he always will. He always has. He always will. And so when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we always look back to the cross. And we remember what he did for us there. And no matter how much we think about what he did for us there, we'll never tap it out. Because he did so much. And it was for you personally. And if you had been the only one that he had to go to the cross for and die, he would have still done it. All right, so we'll close with music. There's no other name that's been given among men by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. He is the name above all names. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says this. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, the sign over my head, that Jesus Christ is God. And if you believe in your heart, that God the Father raised him from the dead you will be saved here's June Murphy to sing the closing song Jesus Christ is God
1: in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word not comprehend, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was Jesus, and the Word was Jesus. The beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word
0: In that. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, our closing verses are a doxology of praise to our God. Ephesians 1, 3. Worthy of praise is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us believers in Christ in eternity past with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, a place of permanence through our union with Christ Jesus. God wants us to enjoy His gracious provisions. Ephesians 1, 7, and 8. In Jesus, we have redemption, that's deliverance from slavery to sin, through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the glorious wealth provided by His grace, which He lavished on us, including as a gift, wisdom and insight. Ephesians 3:20 not a God the Father who is able to do more abundantly beyond all we could ask or imagine more than is humanly possible to think according to the divine power omnipotence that works within us. to him be the glory through the church age believers in union with Christ Jesus and to all generations forever and ever. Say it with me. amen, amen. let us pray. Almighty God and Father we just thank you for helping us see all the magnificent things that you have to say about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, throughout the Word of God, and especially in the New Testament. We thank you for the non-resident congregation of Barah Ministries, for bringing them here safely and returning them safely home. And we thank you for the fellowship we've been able to enjoy with them, and the the like-mindedness and the kindred spiritness that is always present when we get together we thank you for brah ministries we know that we're small we know that we're intimate and we know that we're local and we know that we have a, a finite range into which we can reach but we know that you're infinite and that you can take what we do here the goodness of the work and spread it all around the world and we thank you for doing that And we thank you for the fact that we're going to be able to get together later today and pray and talk to you and know with confidence that you're going to give us what we're asking for. So bless us, keep us, protect us, plan for us, provide for us, and let us be surrounded with the unconditional love, forgiveness, and grace of the entire triune Godhead. We ask this through the power of God, the Holy Spirit, in Christ's name. Let's say it. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. And thanks for listening.